Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and I'm pretty stoked, actually, for today's episode. So Scott Hardiman, the founder of Further Coaching, a men's confidence and mindset coaching company that transforms lives and empowers men to unleash unleash their full potential, Scott has a wealth of experience in the personal development industry and has dedicated his career to helping men overcome their challenges heal from past experiences, and break through their limiting beliefs to achieve their goals. Um, And he's especially committed to changing the conversation around the topic of men's mental health. So welcome, welcome, Scott, to the show, dude. Thank you very much. That was a that was a good intro. I'll take that. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I practice every now and then. So Scott, where are you coming at us from? So I'm from the UK. Maybe you guessed that. Guys, <laughs> guys, guys, he's freaking British. It's so cool. He hopped on the call without the camera. And like, I talked to a lot of people and like, I just had, I just didn't know where this guy was from. I knew everything about him, but not where he was from. And then bam, British. It was so cool. Um, so how did you end up in this space, man? Like, tell us your story. Yeah, it's a really great question. For me, I, I didn't plan to, to, it wasn't a plan to do coaching and help guys overcome their challenges and, and reach their full potential in a very cheesy way. Um, I started as a, I always kind of start here because it's probably uh, a, a part of my career or um, you know, my career path that that people find interesting. So I started um, really, I would say the, the, the most standout is this move which was starting uh, as a funeral director at the age of 20 so I was I wasn't doing much with myself um I was in a in a job that it was a state agent which is like real estate in the US I wasn't very good at it I wasn't very confident and very low um lots of anxiety and someone said to me hey I think you'd be good at this job there's a job going come uh, come along and see if you're any any good so I, I thought ah why, why not there's nothing to lose so I I jumped into that world of um in the funeral industry and that was was challenging but I learned a lot about myself and a lot about people um and that kind of started me on my way of understanding emotions how to talk to people in different ways the kind of different types of people that you meet in that world that was right. fascinating yeah right. because I, that, that's a that's quite the industry like being a funeral director like you're talking to you, you you're not you're not trying to sell people but you're trying to help them pick out crap in the worst time ever when they're grieving that's lost of a loved one and learning how to communicate but still finish tasks with with, with people in that space that can be difficult yeah it can be and especially for a youngster i was i was 20 so and i i hadn't i didn't understand myself at that point in in no way at all and jumping into that world you have to you learn very hard and fast how to communicate, how to communicate properly. And I think that has led me, it gave me a lot of skills, regardless of the challenges, it gave me a lot of skills in, in doing what I do now and being able to kind of speak to someone and and not just listen, but actually mm-hmm. hear, read between the lines of the Ooh. words that people are saying. Um, and I would say that I attribute that to that role, I would say, not all of it, because I feel like I've, I've had 
that maybe within me just didn't realize it for a long period of time but that kind of brought it out of me and I had to really develop myself quickly in that space wow so you're a funeral director how long were you in the funeral space nine years so a long time I remember going for the interview when I first went he said you'll either be in this job for 30 days or 30 years uh, and I and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, I went for it. I didn't last thirty years. I'm grateful for that. Um, but nine years is a pretty good stint um, in that world, especially like I say, at my age uh, as well. But then what I did is, as I've, I've always been into exercise and, and fitness and, and that world, um, so I trained as a personal trainer alongside that role. It's more like a side hustle, something I wanted to do because it gave me that a different way of living life uh, right. and, I and did it's that fun. on the weekends yeah it's fun and I really enjoyed it so I did that on the weekends and on, on the evenings to earn a bit of extra money and because I enjoyed it and what I found was a lot of what I was doing was helping guys outside of the gym more so than inside the gym so they come to me for their physique and they go I want to look good blah 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 uh, which is really important of course for health but a lot of the time and you you, you may know people that do that they want to look a certain way rather than oh yeah you know, they're not doing it necessarily for give health, me those Chris for... Evans abs I want to be ripped yeah we yep 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 yeah exactly so it was it was strange because a lot of it was is helping them with their career with their their business with their relationships their mindset and I thought this is really interesting so I pivoted and also with my own struggles with anxiety and low confidence I, I thought you know this is a really good avenue to take and and skip forward a few years and I am where I am now that's crazy how long um, so how long it. you been in this space then now so together for about four and a half years nearly five we're going that's on awesome. five. that's yeah. amazing yeah, and cool. so men we face such unique challenges I mean we have certain expectations that have been put upon us you know since since tender early years of children we were, we're expected largely i mean the culture is improving but for the most part we're expected to never feel emotions to always be tough and we encourage our young boys half the time to just bottle things up and i really feel like men, men's mental health especially is something that needs to be discussed more so what are the, some of the things that you see on the daily in your position that men struggle with that we need to be better with especially when it comes to our kids yes yeah, it's, it's a great question for, for me it's about I always hear this, you know, men struggle to open up. I agree, they do, but most of the time it's because they're not given the the space to right. be able to open up. Right. Uh, they don't they, yes, of course they don't feel comfortable with it because it's not something that they are practiced in. Most things are a practice, right? If you want to get better at something, you practice. Right. So it's the 100%. same with being vulnerable, with being open, with sharing how you feel and opening up about your emotions. I'm not saying be vulnerable and share everything with another neighbor you don't need to do that but what you need to do i believe is have some understanding of your emotions and being willing to open up and be vulnerable and that's what one of the things that i i think just naturally that i am and, and as a business we're good at is giving men the space to to talk i mean i can't i can't tell you the amount of guys that will well get on the, the phone to uh, and they when they start talking and you give them that that space and that time that they get emotional and they and i say look mm. don't don't stop it it's cool you know there's no judgment here uh, and and it does, and it tends to it tends to flow, and it's it's just making sure that you, they understand that you're there for them even after, because a lot of guys will attach shame to opening up and sharing their emotions. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's it's really really important, especially if you've got children. You know, I've I've got a five year old daughter, um, and you know, they I, I remember hearing this quote, and it's um, kids are your greatest teachers, uh, and I love it because what they do is they 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 do things that you didn't know you would get triggered at 
um you would you didn't realize that that thing would trigger you so much and that comes from you know past experiences and the way that maybe you were brought up or the people that were around you at that time mm-hmm. but being able to express yourself and those emotions and being open and being vulnerable in a safe space admittedly will not just help you but it will filter out and very very quickly to the people around you so it's hugely important it's something that i really am really really promote as much as i can like i say it's not hey i'm going to open up to everybody that i speak right. to it's, it's just having that person or those people that you feel comfortable around right and how can we do that for our kids give them that space because a lot of times it's so awkward when parents talk to kids like i remember when i was growing up the first few times my dad tried to like talk to me talk to me he's like hey can we talk i'm like are we am i in trouble like because that's a lot of times what kids associate talking to their parents with is when something's wrong and so how, how can we change that and break out of that cycle out of that bottle up culture how can we give them that space yeah simple and it's model oh so your children yeah children will model you right so if you think about you know a lot of people a lot of parents a lot of dads out there will say do this do that kids go all right then right but people you don't do what people tell you to do if i was to walk down the street and see this guy and say hey give me 10 press ups he tell me to do one and get lost i don't know you but i was to say hey i'm just doing this this competition right now i'm going to do i'm just trying to get someone to do 10 press ups with will you do them with me he's probably going to go all right then yeah and he's going to get down and do 10 press ups with me you know that's maybe a bit of a crap example but ultimately it's about modeling and and them seeing you doing x y and z you can't say to our kids hey a little boys out there really be open and be vulnerable and and sh- yeah, the way you feel, but I'm not going to do it. It's about mm-hmm. showing that I can do it, and this is how I feel. Um, and how do you feel? And then giving them that opportunity to share. I, I'm a huge believer in that, and I do that with my daughter. That is huge because parents don't recognize that their behavior is the scaffolding, is the model in which their children's behavior is built off of. So if you're like, why the heck are you bottling everything up? Well, it's like, mom, dad, what emotions do you? Do, do you allow your kids to see a lot of kids see their parents maybe lose their temper in public at someone especially at sporting events a lot of kids might see their parents you know be mad whatever it might be they might never see their dad cry because he might do that in private because he doesn't want them to see that um oftentimes funny enough oftentimes when adults like lose their cool at someone in public they'll go off and apologize to that person in private and so the kids only see the losing the crap and they don't see the apology. And so it's like our heart, our, our, our example is exactly what they're going to use for starters. Now, of course, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to develop their own, you know, their, their, their own coping mechanisms over time because they're, they're unique human beings. But guys, they're little kids. They got it. They got They're sponges. They're going to look for examples. They are the ultimate opportunists. They're not going to just start from scratch. They're going to be like, okay, hey, let's use this as an example to make my life easier. So what is your example you're showing your kids? It's a good thing to to think about. Now, the topic of being vulnerable, it's very, very powerful. Um, But I think it's very, very underrated. Why is being vulnerable so healthy and important? Yeah, was, again, you got you're full of good questions. You are, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, for, for me, why is it important? Because it, it allows people to see the real you. Mm. Um, if we're if we're just going to hide and, and just show the, the the parts of us that are are 
polished and, and shiny, then really that other person doesn't see you for who you really are, because mm-hmm. that is part of you. Uh, and if you're trying to hide away from the part of you that is uncomfortable or frustrated or sad or angry, then they're not going to get to see that. Um, and then they, like I say, they don't know the full, you don't get the full picture. So if we can open up, we can say, Hey, you know, feeling a little bit frustrated now, or, uh, you know, the struggles I've been through in the past, they are kind of triggering me in X, Y, and Z. And it gives that person this indication of, well, not just who you are, but just the courage that you, you have in order to share that, um, and courage is, and I don't know if anyone, I imagine a lot of people have heard of Brene Brown, but the link between vulnerability and courage is, is huge. So leaning into that. I would highly encourage and it's it's so important. I love that because, well, A, I, I love what you said at the start there that we are so much more like our person as a whole is so much more than the polished bits. And especially for kids right now, that's kind of like life on social media for them. They base a lot of self-worth, a lot of things around the polished bits that they see of other people's lives on social media. And it's like, guys, that's not like you don't even know these people. That's not their life. Like they could they could be some random dude who stopped by and took a picture with someone else's Lamborghini to make you feel like he had a lifestyle he didn't even have. And yet we're going to use that to judge ourselves with it. And it's Mm. like social media i think i really feel like especially for kids social media is one thing that is preventing them from being vulnerable because they're like oh i don't have this thing and Mm. i am so ashamed to admit to the world that i'm not this way and so i'm not going to tell anyone about my struggles because they don't think it's normal to struggle when in Mm. in reality it is the most normal thing on this planet to struggle yeah i mean it's, it's happiness is emotion is an emotion but we're not always happy but so sadness and that's an emotion we're not always sad we have to remember that we're going to experience these these different feelings and these different emotions and it's part of life and would you really want it any other way um it, it's, it's learning life in in so many different ways experiencing the the full part of life if we try and shy away from feeling those emotions then regardless of what happens they're going to show up um so oh, the yeah. more you try and push them away it's like i, I often say uh, about your shadow right the sun comes out and there's your shadow the sun goes down you can't see the shadow but it's still there right your shadow is still attached to you and what so many people will do is they'll shove their emotions they'll shove shove all the trauma and everything that their fears their insecurities into that shadow but just when you don't want it it will come out and often that that is where children come in because they trigger those moments you're like oh i don't know where that came from that's because you've been ignoring it for 20 years oh. right but if you get a get a light and you start shining in that that shadow you go oh okay interesting and then you can start to say right i'm shining a light i know you're there i'm going to work with you i'm going to start to work through this rather than ignore you and expect me to just live life happy and to the fullest it has to be kind of you need to work with it rather than against it i love oh my gosh amen good sir my little sister, she's an elementary school teacher. She kind of works with some of the behavioral children who struggle. And she was telling us there's this one, one of her students there in like reading group. And she had a disagreement with one of her partners for a project. And this second grader, so she's like eight years old, snapped and just reached across the table and slapped this poor boy right across the face. And then immediately after she just busted down bawling. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what just what I just did. I don't know why I just did that. Like, it's like, cause you have built up emotions <laughs> and you can't, you don't know how to express them because you're just bottling them up because all the adults in your life are. Oh, mm. 
yeah and that's right and and often you know that saying of hurt people hurt people yeah right oh, yeah. so but the same thing is that if you can recognize that you know what are, what are people that are hurting want from you what are they looking for what would you do for someone that was hurt and most of the time you give them love you give them support you give them a listening ear but we don't do that for ourselves and that is really quite telling is that okay cool so we're hurting but we're not giving ourselves love we're not giving ourselves forgiveness we're not accepting ourselves for who we are and the things that are triggering us and if the more we can do that the more that we will work through our challenges show up better as a parent show up better as a dad as a, a colleague in a relationship intimate or not you know these are all going to have a, a, a benefit and that comes you know you, if you can really think about that what do hurt people want they want love are you hurting yes give yourself some love then because it will make all the difference wow like it's not rocket science i think so many people like when they when they get the help of coaches like you or they go out you know they they go to seminars from like tony robbins or any of these big dudes they're expecting some crazy like rocket sciencey formula and i bet a lot of people get really ticked because they're like this is so flipping simple this is so dumb how simple this is and i'm like you're correct it is simple it's just it's hard to break out of the the cycles that we have been programmed to be a part of for generations on generations on generations and we are the product of our actions not necessarily just our circumstances and actions originate as a thought so let's talk about that for a little bit about thoughts and how how, how influential they are in shaping mm -hmm our success and our outcomes yeah your thoughts create a reality ultimately and, and if you if you want to go down the the more of a, a an energetic route so think of like the world is made up of energy right we know that and then if you work forwards your words and, and language is a sound the sound is a vibration a vibration is a frequency and frequency is energy right so if you work it out like that that all that that comes down to is your words are creating your reality because the world is made up of energy so and you can talk about this from a simple point of view if you're walking down the street uh, and you feel you're telling yourself nice positive things you feel good today you had a good start to the morning you smile you wave at a person that's walking past they tend to unless they're having a really bad day smile and wave back they give you something back that's a transfer of energy and that has come from a thought and if we can learn to manage our thoughts we can start to control our emotions and then and the action steps from those emotions are going to help us get a different result to the one we're getting so recognizing those thoughts raising your awareness and then not just having an awareness because awareness on its own isn't good enough right it's the same as reading a book like you can you can read mo loads and loads of books you can gain lots and lots of knowledge but knowledge is only potential power it's only power when you use that knowledge so it's it's really important to recognize awareness is great we want to catch those thoughts that are not serving us we want to recognize the thoughts that are serving us and then use them and by taking responsibility for them if we're just going to sit there and think oh you know i'm not a good parent or i'm not good enough you know this person did this to me which is why i'm the way i am then you become aware of it but then you don't do anything about it then that's on you but if you're aware and then you take responsibility i'm almost certain your life will change in so many ways wow you said you said a statement in there that i really really loved and i'm going to screw it up um you said when we can control our thoughts we can what our behavior so we can manage our thoughts we can control our emotions Ooh, if we can manage our thoughts we can control our emotions yeah and, and i'm not saying that's easy no but it's but it's simple right if it you is think simple. about it if I could, it is simple 
manage my thoughts, I control my emotions. Okay, cool. And then maybe I'll go about doing that. <laughs> and that's something that we can model for our kids, y'all. Managing our thoughts, managing. And I'm a religious dude. And in the Bible, it says, bridle your passions. Like manage your thoughts so that you can control oh, your emotions and your behavior. Because they are, they are, they are, they are linked. They're inseparable. Our mm-hmm. thoughts, our emotions turn into our behavior. And whether that's going to be healthy or unhealthy, well, that's on you. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, and from an example point of view, as as being a dad or being a parent, you, if you you something triggers you that your your daughter or your son has done, and you respond in, in a way that you, you wasn't desirable for you, and now you're sitting there on the sofa, uh, on your couch, and you're saying to yourself, "Oh, I'm just useless. I'm not very good at this. What's the point in trying to improve myself emotionally? How are you going to feel? You're going to feel low." frustrated, angry, maybe even a bit more angry, uh, just full of things that aren't going to serve your action step isn't going to go upstairs and say, hey, you know what, the way I approach that wasn't the best way. I'm sorry, let's work through this. Sometimes daddy is a, gets a bit frustrated. He's got a lot on his plate, but let's talk about it. And then you get a different result. Your kid goes most of the time, okay, daddy, okay, mommy, no problem. Right. Right? right. But if we can go, okay, well, is that helpful for me, this thought? No. Do I want to think that thought? Of course not. And is it true that that is the case? Well, we all have moments and 80% of the time I react brilliantly. There's just a 20% maybe that I don't, but I'm continually working on myself and really trying to to grow as a parent. I can do this. Then all of a sudden your emotion changes and you go, I feel a bit better. I feel a bit happier, more content. Maybe you do go upstairs and you say, hey, let's move past this. And you you talk and you connect with your child. And then therefore you you get a different result and, and life starts to change for you. I love that. I love that. Guys, we need to be more intentional with our thoughts and our behavior so that our kids can not suffer in silence like we have. I feel like so many, especially men, you know, they, the, 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 the culture of suffering in silence, not talking about their emotions. And we get to choose to break out of that cycle. Like your kids don't need you to be a superhuman. They need you to be human. (laughs) <laughs> they they need to see you as a human who feels feelings and have emotions so that they can have feelings and have emotions and they can learn how to process those emotions when they see you processing your emotions. I hope you screw up so they can see you saying sorry so they can learn how to say sorry and apologize. You are the ultimate example. And it's a good thing you're not perfect because if you were, they wouldn't learn anything. That's the thing. Kids need to learn because they mess up. Let me tell you, I have, I also have, so I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a six-week-old. Wow. Don't know what sleep is. What is that? Thing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like kids screw up. And for some reason, I'll, we tend to try and hold them to a standard. We don't even hold ourselves to, you know, they screw up. We get mad. It's like, wait a minute. You screw up too, dude. Like I screw up. What? Who am I to get so mad at my kid or to be so frustrated when I am not living a perfect life? They need to see me screw up so they can see me say sorry. They're going to screw up in life too. And they need to learn how to say sorry. They need to learn how to make things right. And if we're not showing our emotions, they're not going to show their emotions either. Mm, absolutely. Totally agree. That's very powerful. And, and it also comes down to making an effort, I think. Yeah. As a parent. and teaching Just try. You- your children yeah because they also like you said there you're teaching them to what the, the power of of effort 
you put the effort in to grow you put the effort in to work through your challenges and be open and be honest and be vulnerable and and then they start to see that and that carries through to the rest of their lives ah yeah amen well dude as we're wrapping up here how can people see what you were up to shameless plug time man this has been amazing yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Um, I really, I'm so passionate about, you know, just the mindset in general, uh, personal development, helping men work through their challenges and, and also children. As soon as I had my own child, I think a lot of things changed for me very, very quickly. So uh, it's very powerful. If people want to reach out to me or find me in any way, um, Instagram's a good shout. Uh, still trying to build that that network of people there that community to come say hey and it's uh, scott d hardyman um and i'm on linkedin you can just search my name there and also we've, we have nothing out just yet but in the very near future we've got a men's community we're building which is going to be available uh, i reckon in the next few weeks we're kind of building it out so um keep an eye out for that as well there you go and all that will be in the podcast description so go check him out he is amazing and he's building an amazing community there and make sure to go check us out uh, at save the kids inc and bulliesbe.gone so we can Always be there to help you guys as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you want us to come to your church, event, community, school, whatever it might be, um, and do a presentation, please fill out a speaker form in the podcast description so we can start that conversation. Um, Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.